this is Brian Young. Uh, I'm the senior managing editor for uh, Setline uh, Script uh, in China. Uh, today with me is Dr. Feng Ren. Uh, Dr. Ren is co-CEO, uh, CSO, and uh, head of drug discovery for In Silico Medicines. In Silico is an artificial intelligence-driven uh, drug discovery company. Um, Today, we are going to go through some topics about artificial intelligence in drug discovery process. Welcome, Dr. Ren. Thank you, Brian. Uh, thank you for the uh, invitation and uh, the uh, nice uh, introduction. Uh, and hello, hello, everybody. This is Feng. Uh, I'm the co-CEO and the CSO of uh, Incircle Medicine. Uh, today is uh, my great pleasure to uh, be here to uh, with uh, Brian to uh, talk about uh, the AI for uh, drug discovery and development. Dr. Ren, can you please uh, walk us through your AI uh, drug uh, discovery process? Uh, yes, for, uh, for for the AI drug discovery, uh, it is getting very uh, hot in recent years. Uh, because it, it has, uh, it's going to provide a, a breakthrough uh, 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 solution uh, to solve the uh, current challenges for traditional uh, drug discovery. Uh, so the traditional drug discovery, especially in small molecules, uh, there uh, there were uh, you know uh, a lot of challenges. Uh, everybody knows for each drug. Uh, from the uh, early uh, discovery stage all the way to the uh, to the launch, it will take more than ten years, uh, more than two billion US dollars of uh, uh, cost uh, to launch one, and the success rate is really low. It's less than three uh, percent uh, uh, by publication. Uh, so uh, the reason for that is uh, the people and the traditional drug discovery and development. Uh, having problems to solve, uh, you know, uh, three fundamental uh, uh, challenges. The first one is related to uh, biology. Uh, uh, said that it's a, it's a, it's a, uh, how how to use novel te uh, technology to discover novel targets uh, uh, and uh, with high confidence. Uh, so that's one challenge related to biology. The second challenge is uh, how to uh, uh, discover uh, normal molecules uh, with good, great uh, drug ability uh, profile to push to the clinic. Right? So that's related to chemistry. The third one is how we can best design the uh, clinical trial uh, protocols to maximize the chance uh, of, uh, of the success uh, in the clinical trials. Uh, so uh, to, to, to solve those uh, three uh, uh, fundamental challenges, uh, in surgical medicine, we uh, uh, discover or develop three uh, AI platforms. Uh, one is uh, called Panda-Omics. We use uh, multi-omics data uh, from patients uh, to help to discover uh, novel targets for diseases uh, with, with, uh, with high confidence. The second one is uh, AI platform is uh, uh, we call Chemistry 42. Uh, in that platform, we uh, use uh, generative uh, chemistry uh, to help uh, to design uh, novel molecules for given targets, uh, uh, so uh, so that we can really accelerate the process 
for, 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 for the uh, chemistry discovery uh, to, to, the, uh, to the PCC nomination. It's a preclinical candidate nomination. Uh, so the third one, uh, AI platform, uh, we call it uh, in-clinical, uh, where we can use that uh, AI platform to predict the uh, possibility of success of uh, uh, transformation from phase two to phase three. Uh, so that you can, uh, using different prediction, you can modify your uh, uh, AI, uh, you can modify your uh, uh, phase two trial protocol to increase the possibility of success. Uh, so that it can help, uh, help you to improve the, uh, the, uh, uh, the, the clinical trial uh, plan. Uh, so, so that's the three uh, AI platforms we, we, are, we are developing to uh, to solve the uh, three key fundamental uh, challenges uh, in the traditional drug discovery and development. Thank you. Um, would you? Uh, we are hearing a lot talks recently about this AI chat GPT. Uh, what uh, aspects do you think uh, can this? Uh, ChatGPT can be applied to drug discovery. And uh, have you done some similar work? Uh, so for the chat uh, GPT, so firstly, we all use the generative model. Uh, so, <laughs> so the, the chat GPT mm. use the, the, the generative model uh, in, in accumulating the, uh, the data uh, uh, and uh, you know, generate the responses uh, once you uh, uh, read some, uh, you, you give them uh, some questions. So for us, we also use a generative model in both biology and chemistry uh, to help us to, you know, to learn a lot of knowledge in the biology, uh, in the biology uh, area and also the chemistry uh, area, especially the structure uh, and the protein, uh, you know, the structures of the small molecules and the proteins so that the understand how those can bind together. And once you give them a new uh, target, the, the 3D structure of a protein, they can generate the small molecules uh, for, 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 from, uh, uh, from scratch. Uh, so that's, you know, we are the first uh, uh, company, AI company to use generative model uh, in our biology and chemistry uh, 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 AI platform. Uh, so and in the first years, when we use uh, generative models in biology and the chemistry, uh, people just didn't believe it, right? So they, they thought that this model is not a, a great model for, uh, you know, uh, for AI, right? So uh, now with the, uh, you know, the recent uh, uh, development of the chat GPT, uh, and people start to realize the power of the generative model in all the uh, areas, right? So that's, uh, we are really happy to see the, <laughs> the chat GPT, uh, you know, uh, story uh, in the recent uh, days or recent months. Uh, from, I, I, may I just follow up? Uh, you know chat GPT more text and maybe in the near future will be vi uh, images. Uh, do you think uh, what you mentioned that uh, 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 power of generated model uh, for text and images will be applied to drug discovery uh, more widely uh, in yeah. the near future. Yeah, that, that's what we that's what we we believe. Yeah, that, that will okay. we believe. Uh, and also, we also want to develop some uh, simple, uh, uh, more simplified version of the ChatGPT in the biology uh, uh, 
you know uh, area. Uh, so we'll see how how good that will be. <laughs> I'm just uh, trying to uh, understand your recent uh, orphan drug uh, de mm -hmm. designation from US FDA for your right. INS018055. Uh, uh, this mm -hmm. is uh, for, I understand it's a monocular inhibitor for the IPF, uh, this right. uh, rare disease. Uh, mm -hmm. How significant is this uh, for you? Uh, this, this is quite uh, significant, not only for us, um, but also for the uh, a broader uh, AI drug discovery area. So this this uh, uh, is a first case uh, in, in this uh, AI uh, drug discovery industry that we we use AI to uh, discover novel targets, and also we use AI to discover novel molecules for these novel targets uh, and pro progress these uh, molecules in the clinical trial. Uh, so that's the first um, that's the first ever uh, practice uh, in the AI area. Because for other AI companies or, or practice, people either uh, using AI to generate uh, novel uh, novel molecules for known targets, or they use the uh, you know the uh, uh, the known molecules for uh, targets that they can repurpose. They find the novel uh, biology function, right? So. They can either do repurposing or they, they use the old targets, uh, they generate uh, uh, novel small molecules. But this is the first time we use AI uh, in both drug discovery, uh, in both uh, uh, target identification and also compound generation. And we push that into the clinical trials. So this, this is the first time uh, uh, globally for this practice. And also for IPF, I want to mention a little bit about IPF. So IPF is a rare disease, but uh, uh, worldwide it affects uh, like more than uh, 700,000 uh, patients uh, worldwide. And in Asia, there will be more than uh, 300,000. So it's, it's really a, a, a really great, a good, uh, a big patient population, right? And it's a, a lethal disease. Once you uh, diagnose with the IPF, uh, the average uh, lifespan for the patient is four years. So sometimes it's even more uh, severe than the cancer. Right? So currently there's only two drugs for IPF. One is called nitalinib, the other one is pifenitone. But they all mm -hmm. suffer very serious uh, side effects. Uh, so there's a lot of patients that they cannot tolerate the side effect of those two drugs. Uh, and they have to stop the treatment. Uh, for, for those patients, basically there's no uh, no drug uh, for them. So we want to uh, discover uh, a novel target for these IPF uh, uh, patients. So we use our pandemics. We compare the almost data of the IPF patients uh, with the normal uh, you know, healthy volunteers almost data. So we find the different genes. And so we understand, you know, uh, if the patients uh, express, you know, highly express some genes, they, they have a high chance of to, uh, to, to get IPF, right? So we analyze those genes, we analyze the pathways using our AI model, and then we from, from where we identify one target, this is a normal target, we call it target X. We, we haven't disclosed the target yet, uh, but it, it's a normal target currently there's only one drug uh, in the clinical trials uh, for, for any indication, that's our drug, 055. So it's, it's a really a first in class. 
Then after we identify the novel targets, uh, target X, so the next step is to uh, to uh, generate small molecules, right? Because that's a novel target, there's no chemistry starting point. We have to generate the small molecules from scratch. Then we put the uh, crystal structure of the, that, that target into our country AI platform, country 42. So the computer generated a lot of uh, uh, structures for us, uh, you know, uh, which combined, the computer think it combined, those compounds combined to the targets. And we selected uh, 78 uh, molecules and we synthesized those, uh, those molecules and we tested in the wet lab. Uh, and uh, like more, more than 70 or 80% of the molecules uh, have the potency. So it can really uh, bind to, to, uh, to, to the target. And among which we identify 055. Uh, uh, so that's a 50, uh, fifth compound we, we synthesize and mm. test it, right? Uh, and uh, so for that compound, uh, it, it's not only demonstrate a good potency, Against the target, but it also demonstrates good uh, 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 developability, uh, drugability profile. And we push that compound into the next step of the animal model. We use a bleomycin induced uh, uh, mouse model to evaluate the in vivo efficacy of this compound. It shows really great uh, activity or, 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 or efficacy. Uh, so at uh, one tenth of the dose. Comparing to nitadine, it shows a similar uh, effect. Uh, and then we push this compound to the safety evaluation. Uh, so uh, in both red, uh, in both mouse and the dogs, and this compound shows really good uh, uh, safety profile. Uh, so currently, we we uh, this compound is in the clinical trial phase uh, phase one. We have been completed, and we are going to start the phase two trial in, in March. Uh, if I understand correctly, uh, phase one is in uh, health volunteers and the phase two will be in IPF patients. Right, that's correct. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, Feng, as you mentioned, the, you have uh, this uh, genomics uh, combined with uh, the data and also uh, deep learning. Uh, what yeah. are some, I um, think, uh, these strengths can help drug uh, uh, other companies, drug companies, to identify or screen, select, and validify their drug assets? Uh, uh, yeah, so, so for, for, uh, for us, uh, we think for targeted discovery or target identification, uh, you know, the traditional solution is to start from biology, right? So they identify a novel targets, and then the uh, they investigate the mechanism of this target, and then they try to link this target to a certain disease, right? So that's a traditional. So from, from the beginning to the, uh, to, to the later stage. For, for us, uh, we took a, a different approach, right? So we start from patients, mm. not the biology part. We start from patients. We use the multi-omics data to mm. identify the novel targets that can associate with a disease in a patient, right? We believe that are more relevant uh, to, to the human. And once we identify those targets, and then we can go back to using the uh, preclinical studies uh, to study the MOA of this target. 
And then mm. for us, the approach is from, 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 the, uh, from the later stage to the earlier stage. So we believe that is a, the, that approach is more relevant, especially for, for the diseases. I, I think, uh, yeah, uh, uh, so for Pandomis, uh, uh, uh software, it, it's a commercial software, right? So uh, a lot of companies, uh, and including big farmers, they license our uh, software, Pandomis, and they use the same approach uh, to, to do the target identification uh, 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 practice. So I, I think it will have a, a great uh, uh, impact uh, in, in the future uh, for, for people to, to, uh, who, who want to discover novel targets with, with high confidence. Do, uh, do you believe that uh, this AI, uh, as you uh, talked about, the new approach uh, from mm -hmm. uh, 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 late stage to early stage, from uh, patients mm -hmm. to the, the targets to drug discovery, mm -hmm. is this the solution to current issues you mentioned uh, previously? Yeah, I think I think at least it's one of the reasons. Uh, it's one of the uh, solution, right? So uh, you, you uh, because previously the uh, people are suffering from the uh, the translatability. So from the preclinical to the clinical, uh, people you know for the targets or the compounds people identify, it shows really great uh, efficacy uh, in, in a preclinical stage. But once it go to the it, it goes to the clinical stage, there's no translatability. So it's suddenly the the drug didn't show any efficacy. So uh, people are suffering from from this uh, uh, this uh, translatability from preclinical to clinical. So that's why you know if we can uh, start directly from the clinical from from the patients, then we have a higher uh, a chance uh, for 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 the for the translatability, right? Uh, yeah, so so we believe that that's one of the uh, uh, solutions uh, you know, uh, to to the current uh, challenge in the in the biology area. So Feng, uh, if, so you think you believe this uh, new approach from uh, the end uh, user, like the patient, all the way mm -hmm. back to the discovery, uh, mm -hmm. target identification, it's yeah. uh, it's uh, more efficient or more effective. Uh, to solve the issue right now. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But can you talk about challenges you face uh, for this AI too? I, I, I'm sure there, you know, may have some obstacles as well. Yeah, 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 right. So, so for the challenges, uh, 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 there's two layer of challenges. The first layer is, uh, uh, you know, we need the validation in a clinic, right? So currently there's, you know, we identify a lot of normal targets and how you can demonstrate the normal targets identified by, by the AI really works in the, in, in, in the patient, right? So we, we need to, to discover and develop drugs for those targets to, you know, to push that into a clinical trials to demonstrate, right? So the demonstration, it took a long time. And during this period, you know, people, we we'll always have concerns or doubts, right? If your approach is a valid approach or not, right? So we need to we need to do more validation work on this uh, approach so that people can get more convinced. So currently, it's only hypothetically is correct, but uh, there's not not many cases of validation. So that's why uh, our program one for the IPF is really 
uh, important because that will be one validation cases. Uh, if we can really demonstrate the compound can really work in a patient, right? So that will that will be a big uh, validation uh, case. So that that's one layer, right? So how uh, it will take a long time to validate this approach. But currently, there's not much cases, not many cases uh, for for validation, uh, right? So uh, <clears throat> the second is uh, is related to the data, because we are now not using the animal data. Right? For animal data, we can generate, and uh, uh, there's a there, there there's a lot of data uh, point we can use. But now we are using human data, uh, human data, uh, especially in patients. Uh, so. Uh, there's not sufficient uh, uh, data point uh, we, we can use because a lot of patient data they uh, they belongs to the hospitals right they belongs to you know uh, the government uh, and uh, uh, some data belongs to the multi uh, you know MNCs right they don't want to share those uh, 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 valuable data with the AI companies so what data we can use is only from the uh, public sources right, for, for the publications by the professors, but we cannot get access to uh, the data from uh, MNCs, for example, cannot get the data from uh, hospitals, from governments. So if the data can be opened, the patient data can be opened to the AI company, especially to us, you know, we can be much more effective uh, and the model will be much more yeah. Accurate. I understand. Um, I am just uh, wondering if um, uh, uh, you, when you talk about these challenges, uh, sounds like uh, it's uh, quite a, a large, quite a big uh, in terms yeah. of both the data and uh, you need the time to validate. And you right. also talked about earlier that uh, people are still, you know, how to convince people is, uh, is yeah. a big issue. Um, how do you find out through your uh, years of uh, uh, working in this field? Because I understand uh, in Silico started as a longevity uh, aging uh, focused uh, company, and then you, you also uh, license out some some your your softwares, and then now you are discovering new drugs. How, how do you find this process evolution? Uh, yeah, I, right. So we 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 found this uh, uh, this. Uh, Evolution is is getting uh, getting you know our situation is getting better and better, right? So uh, the the whole AI area, the uh, you know the uh, they evolve, you know, uh, has been already like twenty years already, right? So in in the nineteen nineties, uh, so the uh, the the basic uh, you know theory for AI is already established, right? So at that time, there's machine learning, deep learning technologies They're already there in 1990s. Uh, but uh, it's not uh, uh, before uh, 2012 to 2015, people start to use this uh, machine learning, deep learning technology in the drug discovery. And then in uh, 2019, there, there, was, there were uh, several cases, including in silico medicine, uh, to use that to generate, uh, you know, the molecules for targets uh, and to achieve the PCC stage. Uh, so, so that that uh, uh, you know, it's getting better. And in 2020 and 2021, AlphaFold, they can use AI uh, machine learning to predict the 
the three D structure of the proteins uh, given you know the sequence, right? So it's it's getting involved, and with the involvement, uh, people are getting more and more uh, uh, confident or get, getting more start to believe more of the uh, AI approach because they, they did see some AIs they really uh, uh, you know. Uh, provide some breakthroughs, right? Uh, for example, the AlphaFold. Right? Previously, people, you know, you cannot imagine a people, uh, mm -hmm. a human being, to predict a, a 3D structure as given an animal acid sequence, right? But the AI can, AlphaFold can do it, right? So people are getting more uh, uh, confident with the AI approach. Uh, that's one of my feeling. Uh, and uh, uh, so that's why you know, uh, you know, starting from twenty the year twenty twenty, we start to get more and more clients, right? mm -hmm. <laughs> more clients, um, in both uh, uh, software uh, licensing and also the collaborations. Yeah, uh, but still we need to demonstrate uh, using AI we can really deliver faster <laughs> and more uh, efficiently with, with high quality. Um, I understand you uh, first uh, identified this uh, IPF. So can you tell us uh, what's the uh, rationale for first IPF instead of oncology or other? You know? Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. So, so th uh, th that's a uh, that's a good question. Uh, as you just mentioned, you know, Insilico Medicine was uh, previously a longevity uh, company, right? So. Uh, we focus a lot of uh, areas uh, in aging, uh, uh, and also we accumulate a lot of data uh, associated with some uh, uh, aging-related diseases. Uh, so uh, fibrosis is one of those data sets. Uh, we have a lot of uh, data points right? because the fibrosis is closely related to aging. People get when people get uh, old, they they have more uh, fibrosis. Right? So. Uh, that's why we have a lot of data associated with uh, fibrosis diseases. Uh, and also we want to develop a, a compound, uh, not only for the fibrosis, but later on, if that uh, drug uh, can be approved, we want to extend that drug to some aging related diseases. Right? That's why our first uh, asset is focused on the IPF, the uh, uh, fibrosis. Uh, and then later, when these compounds get approved, we want to treat, use this compound to do uh, indication expansion to some aging-related diseases. Uh, uh, indeed, this compound is not only for IPF. Uh, it shows uh, efficacy, at least in the preclinical uh, stage, uh, for all the fibro uh, fibrotic diseases. So we try the kidney fibrosis. It works uh, in animal model. Uh, and also we try the skin fibrosis, we try uh, liver fibrosis, the compound all works. It's a, a broad-spanned antifibrotic compound. Cool. Um, would you uh, uh, help me understand, because the AI uh, is about uh, algorithm, right, uh, right. data, as you mentioned, how accurate, uh, how, uh, what's accuracy are you uh, say? Right now, do you see it right now for you or for other drug discoveries? What's okay. the, you know, how, how do you differentiate the, mm -hmm. the, you know, the benchmark, the, 
the good the, the discovery or the less effective yeah. discovery right. using AI? Yeah, yeah. So uh, uh, for for the biology area for target identification, right? So we we we, we indeed we don't know uh, how accurate that is because uh, there there's not uh, not many cases of uh, validation as I mentioned uh, to you, right? So for the biology target ID. Uh, we cannot compare. Uh, I mean, uh, for the chemistry, because it's a uh, it's a little bit easier to uh, to validate, right? Once you use AI to generate compound, you can synthesize that and test it in in the assays, right? So that is uh, that was easier to to validate. So I think uh, uh, you know for for us, uh, uh, you know, in a traditional uh, approach for drug discovery from the uh, for, from from the heat ID uh, all the way to PCC nomination, uh, typically people have to synthesize 200 to 500 compounds mm. to get one candidate, you know, PCC. Mm. And using AI, I mean, on average, uh, we, we can we can make uh, you know achieve the same goal uh, by synthesizing and testing uh, 70 to 150 compounds. Mm. That's really Decrease the uh, the number of compounds we 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 synthesize and test to get to the PCC stage. Mm -hmm. And there's one uh, uh, one one uh, uh, reports uh, published, and in that report they said uh, you know uh, using AI uh, they can uh, decrease uh, like a six, uh, forty to sixty percent. Uh, of the time and also the number of compounds uh, to to synthesize and test to achieve the PCC state. Yeah, so basically we can save uh, around mm -hmm. uh, yeah 40 to 60 percent of the. Uh, um, perfect. Um, however, um, <laughs> there is always uh, people talking. There are always people talking about uh, AI. Is that really being hyped or is the reality now even uh, I, I mean chat GPT is now here uh, be, mm -hmm. because uh, you do have to really you know, demonstrate more as you said takes time right. yeah. how, how do you convince investors that uh, this is really something real and then you can really use it to increase it effects uh, efficient and also make it efficient and cost uh, really effective yeah, yeah. So, so that's a really great question. And uh, as I mentioned, there, there's not many validation cases, right? So, uh, I mean, people will still have uh, concerns or doubts uh, about uh, the AI uh, in drug uh, drug R and D. Uh, but I can tell you that uh, currently there's uh, more than 150 uh, pipelines uh, in the clinical trial phase one, and in the next two to three years. There, there will be uh, a huge number of uh, uh, clinical trial validations. I mean, if the AI uh, generated compound can really be validated in the clinical trial uh, with a lot of cases, right? With a large number of cases, I think people uh, will, will no longer doubt about that. But for now, we still need have to wait uh, and see in the next uh, uh, two to three years. And currently, uh, what, what we can, uh, how we can convince the, our investors is, uh, you know, we, we can show them, uh, you know, our 
uh, AI tool at least, right? So they can try the AI. They, you know, because that's why we want to develop the software. So our investors, they can try themselves. They understand this is a real AI. It's not the traditional biologist or chemist, right? So they, they, they can try that. And secondly is, uh, you know, uh, we, we have uh, a lot of, uh, you know, uh, uh, software or licensing and also collaboration, uh, collaborations with uh, big farmers. So that's also uh, uh, convincing uh, you know, indirectly to the investors, right? So they can see, they can see that uh, uh, other big farmers, uh, you know, they, uh, they believe our AI tool. So that's why they want to pay a big upfront uh, uh, and also they want to uh, uh, license our software. So that's the indirect uh, uh, evidence that our AI tool uh, is, is useful in the drug discovery and development. Uh, and the third one is uh, we, we, we show them our internal pipelines. And those pipelines were generated with our AI uh, uh, platforms, uh, not only uh, in biology, but also in chemistry. Uh, so that, you know, we have a lot of internal cases in the preclinical stage. You know, at least we can demonstrate that in the preclinical stage, uh, it really helped. Uh, I mean, even though the next step we need to demonstrate in a clinical stage, but at least in a, you know in the earlier stage they, they saw the the promise, right? They they they, uh, they saw it. Right. Um, can you talk about your pipeline? I and I I know you have uh, this uh, in phase one, and mm -hmm. what are some uh, in your preclinical uh, targets you are you are developing right now? Yeah, yeah. So so this is the phase one. You know, it's uh, phase. It go to uh, it's going to be in a phase two trial uh, in next month, right? So March, where we're going to get in a phase two trial for IPF. Uh, we got the uh, open drug uh, uh, designation from from FDA. That's a really great great news. The second uh, uh, one is uh, uh, we have a COVID program. It's a, a main proteins inhibitors. It's a normal structure generated by our AI. Uh, yesterday we got the uh, CD approval. Uh, for uh, clinical trials, uh, yeah. So means we can we can start a clinical trial, uh, uh, you know, uh, anytime once we we get uh, the uh, ethical committee approval from the hospital. So that's our second uh, pipeline. So it's really great. We we got the you know it's really on time, right? So we we got the the uh, uh, IND uh, approval uh, from CD yesterday. And after that, we have uh, a few, uh, you know, uh, assets. And we have one IBD program uh, that's for the uh, uh, inflammatory bowel disease. We have uh, uh, two oncology programs, uh, 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 and and uh, we also have uh, a couple of uh, uh, immunology programs. So that uh, we are planning to push uh, at least three to four. Uh, Compounds into the clinical trials this year, uh, so additional three to four uh, pipelines. So that's our plan. And in addition to that, uh, even in the earlier stage, we have more than 30 uh, internal programs, uh, pipelines in the different stages, some in the uh, lead organization, some in the PCC nomination, and some in the heat identification. But we have a lot of internal pro uh, programs, more than 30. <laughs> Um, uh, Feng, uh, I think you uh, also mentioned that um, uh, this is COVID. Is this uh, antibody 
uh, drug no, for no, COVID-19. Right, it's a small, oh, small molecule. molecule. Okay. Small molecule. It has the same uh, uh, target as the uh, pathology. Uh, so oh. it's a three CL main proteins target. Uh, but we use our AI uh, to generate a, a very novel uh, structure. And that shows really uh, with a different MOA uh, uh, of, of, uh, to target the protein. And also our compound is a broad spectrum. It shows uh, efficacy at lower doses. And also it's really synthetically uh, accessible. There's only two steps uh, synthesis from the commercial study materials. Uh, for Pestilovate, uh, it, it's like it needs uh, around 10 steps of synthesis. So our common can really decrease the cost of the good. Uh, so you mean this is more uh, cost effective than Paxlovid? Yeah, yeah. In terms of uh, development, uh, manufacturing. Right, right. It's in the manufacturing, it's more cost effective. So that we can really lower the price uh, of the drug once it gets into the uh, market. Um, uh, would you talk about uh, what you're looking at now in terms of uh, where AI stands. Uh, do you okay. think it's um, this, uh, our, starting to explode or is already a uh, heyday or is uh, what stage do you think yeah, yeah, AI right. stands? Right, right. So, so currently uh, I, I think AI is still uh, in the relatively earlier stage. So it, it is in the stage of the uh, validation. Uh, so, so that we, we haven't got the full validation yet, right? Uh, and uh, uh, it will take uh, uh, years uh, to get the validation, especially in the clinical trials, uh, in the uh, uh, critical uh, POC studies. So that will be in a clinical trial phase two. We need to demonstrate the compound is, uh, uh, the compounds are uh, efficacious in the clinical trials in, in the patient. Right, so uh, th that's one reason I think uh, the AI is still in the earlier, uh, relatively early stage. The second reason I, I, I say that is, uh, so currently uh, the AI for drug discovery is only focused on some points, right? Some, some specific, very specific areas. We cannot cover the full spectrum of the drug discovery. There's still a long way to go to cover the full spectrum, right? So uh, th there's a lot of, uh, areas that uh, AI uh, are not uh, really uh, that accurate for prediction. For example, uh, you know, to predict the safety profile, you know, it's, it's really challenging, right? So it's, it's not, uh, uh, not accurate. To predict the DMPK profile, especially in vivo, it's not really accurate, right? So there's a lot of areas that AI has not, uh, uh, you know, ha, ha, uh, has not demonstrated uh, uh, the, uh, the great improvement yet. It's either uh, uh, limited by the data, uh, the uh, availability of the data, or limited by the uh, proper uh, algorithm right, to, uh, to do that. So uh, for, for those two reasons, I, I think the AI is still in the relatively early stage. That's what do you think? Yeah, what do you think uh, in silico uh, stance in terms of uh, this uh, AI <laughs> trend in for drug discovery? 
Yeah, I, I, I think in Silicon we are you know, at the leading position uh, and uh, we will continue to lead the, uh, the future of the AI uh, in drug R&D. Uh, reasons being that, you know, firstly, uh, we, we have the compounds, you know, uh, the, the first in class compounds discovered, you know, the target discovered by AI, compound discovered by AI, now in a clinical trial phase one complete. And also we are get to the uh, phase two, because that's in the first tier already, right? So, uh, so for, from the pipeline, we are at the leading position for algorithms. We are also at the leading position, right? So we 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 have uh, uh, three uh, AI platforms uh, that are commercial uh, softwares, right? So everybody can use it. So that will continue to add our the, the name of our brand. So we are going to be more and more famous, right? Even though we have already been famous or, uh, already, right? So that's for the software. We are we are we are at the leading position, right? So. Uh, for, for uh, and also we have like more than 30 internal programs uh, in our pipeline. So that's the biggest pipeline in the AI uh, uh, drug, drug uh, R&D and you know, drug discovery uh, companies. So uh, globally, you know, we have the biggest pipeline. So uh, so for, for those three three reasons, we, we have, uh, uh, we are now at the leading position. The reason why I think uh, we are going to be continuing in the leading position in future is, uh, you know, in future the competition of the AI will be the competition for data. Right? So who have the uh, who have more data or more proprietary data? Uh, you know, uh, who, who will be uh, be much more uh, you know efficient? So for that reason, mm. we are building uh, an a uh, uh, robotic lab in Suzhou. So the lab has been launched uh, uh, last December. Uh, so in, in that lab, we can accumulate a lot of data uh, for, for our purpose for AI training. Right? So uh, we are one of the few AI companies have the robotic lab, the real robotic lab. So we are going to have more data. You know, in future, in the competition for data, we are in, uh, also uh, will be at the leading position. Um. What uh, do you think China plays a role in this? <laughs> you know, China, you can see that uh, there's a lot of policies from the government, right? So they encourage the AI. AI is one of the fifth uh, most uh, critical uh, areas the government want to uh, encourage to develop. One is AI. The other one is, uh, uh, you know, uh, drug, drug, drug R&D, right? So, uh, the, the government will continue to put a lot of money, uh, and also the Ch Chinese investors also want to put a lot of money. Uh, they, they always follow the government, you know, future, <laughs> the government strategy. Uh, and uh, I believe, you know, uh, the government uh, currently start to discussing, uh, you know, uh, make some of the data available uh, to the AI companies, right? So, uh, you know, with those. Uh, a lot of uh, great policy to come out. Uh, I think the China will will uh, play more and more, uh, you know, significant roles or critical roles in the AI uh, AI uh, area. Uh, I, I think this is a chance for for China to uh, become the uh, the leading positions uh, in, 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 in the in the AI 
uh, not only for drug discovery, but for uh, a lot of other areas. Um, how how do you uh, this how your company uh, invest in terms of uh, the outside China, inside China? How how do you position yourself for for this? Yeah, so, uh, <laughs> right. So we are a global company, right? So we have uh, uh, R&D site in Shanghai, in uh, Suzhou, in Taipei, Hong Kong, and also UAE, uh, Abu Dhabi, Montreal. So we, we are a global company, uh, and uh, uh, I, I think uh, globalization is, uh, uh, you know, is the only way to uh, make the company, uh, you know, uh, great, right? So uh, we don't want to limit ourselves, you know, either in China or in in, in US or, or, or Europe, right? So we want to be really a global company, and we want to uh, to get the global clients, uh, not only uh, uh, MNCs, but also uh, some Chinese uh, local uh, farmers, right? So we want to uh, really make our company a global company. We want to make our software uh, AI platform uh, globalized uh, to support the global uh, uh, pharmaceutical companies uh, to uh, to uh, really improve the uh, efficiency of their drug discovery. Mm. I understand that you have a most uh, operation based in China. Is that right? Yeah, 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 right. Yeah. So how how do you split uh, between China and outside? Like how how many employees, how many staff you have? Yeah, yeah. So so in China we have uh, uh, totally uh, 150 uh, employees. For global we have uh, 130. So it's, uh, it's basically half and half. Uh, and uh, uh, in, in China, uh, we are focusing on the uh, drug discovery. So we are focusing using AI for drug discovery, right? So the drug discovery is our focus. Uh, basically, we, uh, you know, you can you can you can imagine we are the end user of our AI tool uh, to do drug discovery. Uh, that's the uh, major function of the uh, China uh, uh, sites. Uh, uh, globally, you know, uh, they are focusing on the development of the uh, uh, AI platform. So, uh, you know, uh, they have a lot of uh, uh, data annotator, uh, a lot of bioinformatics people, uh, uh, a lot of IT people who can write the algorithms. Uh, so, they, they are, they, their main uh, function uh, is to, uh, to, to uh, develop, develop our AI tool. And also continue to improve our AI tools. So we have a pretty uh, much uh, a pretty clear, uh, uh, you know, separation of the roles and the responsibilities, uh, you know, in China, outside China. Mm -hmm. um, I understand that uh, you also uh, license out your softwares to mm -hmm. big pharma companies, um, mm -hmm. and you also use your own. Uh, uh, software to discover new drugs. Is there any yeah. concern for this, or is uh, is to, uh, is it fine? I mean, how, how do you? Right, right. Yeah. So concern, uh, you know, you probably uh, wonder, you know, two layers of concern. So if the clients have some concerns, right? So uh, or we have some concerns. But for the from the client's point of view, the software is uh, you know once we license out to them. We're not going to see what they are doing with our software, 
so we won't see their data, you know, uh, their 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 progress. So you know, the, uh, so for for that for that reason, our clients shouldn't have the concern because you know it's basically their software, uh, right? For example, a lot of clear, uh, clients they are using uh, Schrodinger uh, software, right? So they don't have concerns, right? So that's from the the, the uh, uh, client's point of view, they shouldn't have concerns. For our point of view, uh, especially our investors said, you know, you give your uh, your tools, right? So your powerful tools to uh, to big farmers, uh, they might be more efficient than you can be, right? So they also have the tools. You are using the same tools, but they have a lot of expertise. They have a lot of data, you know, uh, more resources, so that they can. Uh, be more efficient than us. Uh, for for that uh, for, for from that uh, perspective, I think uh, you know because the tools uh, were developed by in circle medicine, so we know the strengths and also the weakness of those tools. You know it will take time for people to understand the strengths and the weakness of, of those AI tools. So we know that we are more you know we can use more uh, uh, efficiently uh, those tools. And uh, for that reason, we still believe we are more efficient uh, than our clients who use the same tools. Uh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, is there any concern for the data security? Uh, so for 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 those uh, data, you know, we don't use our clients' data uh, to train our models. Uh, and once we give our models to the clients. Uh, it won't uh, include a lot of data, right? so it's uh, algorithm. They use algorithm to do the calculation, to do the uh, prediction. Right? So uh, th th there won't be uh, a lot of concerns in the data uh, security. How about uh, in terms of uh, you know maybe some uh, in, in just in case there's a bleach or something that maybe information got leaked or something? Is there any? I mean, because I understand AI uses a lot of data in a big right, data right, right. set mm -hmm. uh, to generate the, the valuable inside information. How, how do you ensure that the separate security is not a, you know, is a secure? I mean, in term, in this concern. Yeah, yeah. So, so we we, we have a pretty good uh, firewall uh, uh, protection, uh, and also for data security. Uh, we we put uh, you know uh, uh, our data in 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 the uh, uh, in the cloud, uh, AWS, and also we have the backup, right? So uh, we 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 there's a very very little chance we are going to lose all the, all of this data, right? So <laughs> that, that's in cloud, and we also have a backup. Uh, uh, so so uh, that that shouldn't be a problem. And for those uh, uh, softwares, uh, as I mentioned, uh, those softwares are. Are pre-trained softwares, uh, so they don't need to use additional data to train. Right? So they just they can just use it. Uh, there there's not uh, a lot of data in that software, uh, so so that we won't uh, worry about the uh, uh, breach of the uh, data leakage. And uh, also we we are applying for the you know the data security you know, certificates in, in China and also. Uh, globally, uh, and we give a lot of training to our employees. Uh, so, so we, uh, we we do everything we can to ensure the <laughs> data security. Where do you define? Right, right. right. We define ourselves as a 
uh, AI powered uh, uh, drug discovery company. Uh, it's a AI uh, biotech. Right? Uh, <laughs> yeah, so so that's our future uh, goal. So that that's why we have a lot of uh, internal pipelines. Uh, we want to be uh, a biotech uh, with a with a very powerful AI tool. Um, you understand your background is chemistry, and then you yeah, yeah. studied uh, as a drug discovery R and D, and then mm -hmm. you moved to uh, many years in big pharma, and then you moved mm -hmm. to CRO, and then now you are in uh, AI uh, biotech mm -hmm. for a couple of years. Uh, how how do you see this uh, your own journey, and uh, what yeah. can you share some uh, thoughts on this? Yeah, yeah. so so. It, uh, I, I, I think it's a, it's a perfect uh, uh, match uh, for me, right? So uh, I, I spend, my, my, my ambition is to uh, develop a drug, uh, you know, in my lifetime, right? So currently I don't have any drugs uh, approved yet. Right? So that's my ambition. In a big farmer, I spent 10 years in GSK. Uh, and, uh, you know, you know the big farmer, they have a lot of uh, politics, uh, a lot of, uh, uh, you know, uh, we terminate a lot of programs, uh, you know, with some, uh, you know, uh, communist strategic reason or, or different reasons, right? So for that reason, I don't think I will have a chance to develop a drug uh, <clears throat> in my lifetime. Uh, and then uh, I moved to a CRO, so we help a lot of clients to uh, discover compounds in the, to the clinic. Uh, so we did do that. We focus on what they can do uh, and what they are good at. Uh, you know, don't do a lot of uh, broad things, right? So you don't have the resources to do uh, very broad. You just focus on what, what you are good at and there may be a chance to, uh, to still, uh, you know, get into the uh, first tier of the AI drug discovery company. Thank you so much, Dr. Feng Ren. It's a really mm -hmm. pleasure uh, talking to you, a real pleasure talking to you, and uh, I certainly appreciate your time and efforts here. Okay, thank you, Brian. It's a, it's a really great uh, experience uh, to have the discussion with you, and uh, we look for, forward to more uh, you know, discussions in, in future. Thank you very much. Okay, thank you.